Hello everybody, it's Book Events. You know what that means. Welcome everybody to the only wrestling dream match podcast on the internet. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. With me, as always, is the exalted one, Anthony Hall. Oh man, I can't I can't <laughs> possibly live up to that moniker. Um, but thank you. Uh yeah, man, it's here we are. We're recording some episodes for um I guess our 2021 drop yes. but we're recording them uh today is uh new year's eve but uh <laughs> and uh and uh it's the day it's gonna be a little bit more of a somber tone it's the day after the AEW tribute show to Brody lee luke harper or as uh his uh government name <laughs> john yeah. huber the family yeah. man, the incredible wrestler, and just from all the stories that we've heard over the past week, just one of the best human beings that ever lived, um, sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured that what would be a better dream match to do than one that kind of everybody in the wrestling community thought was going to happen. And so we're going to do that today. And we're also just going to use this opportunity to remember and uh, as a tribute to Brody Lee, because, um, you know, we didn't know him personally, obviously. It would have been amazing to know him personally. But, um, you know, just as fans, it's a thing where you, this person gave their their time and energy uh, to entertain millions of people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to say that, it means something it means a lot to you as a viewer and as a fan but it really does and i feel so bad for all the people that knew him personally as a friend or or for his family because um you know we don't really talk anything personal talk anything uh talk about anything personal on this podcast but i'll just say this um earlier in uh halfway through 2020 in june i lost my mother um to cancer and so uh, I related a lot to the experience that I'm sure everybody's feeling, uh, losing someone that close to them. And so, um, but all we can do as fans is, you know, just remember him as the performer and as, and for the hours of entertainment that we got from him. Um, and so this is the, you know, as much as we could do is just to make an episode for, uh, those that lit are listening to, uh, uh, entertain them like he entertained us and and do our best to carry on his memory. That's right. And um, they say like a person doesn't leave this earth uh, truly until uh, they're forgotten and people don't talk about them anymore. And I feel like for Mr. Brody Lee, uh, that's not going to happen. He was such an amazing performer and had incredible characters through... Um, the two biggest promotions uh, in wrestling right now. So, um, yeah, exactly to echo off of what you were saying, all of the stories that we've heard so far, um, all of the sort of like accounts of who he was as a person outside of these amazing characters that we've grown to love uh, were really touching. And um, we saw that last night with the show, the tribute to Brody Lee, uh, Dynamite. Uh, what an amazing show that was. One um, of the best. Seeing- one of the best yeah. episodes of wrestling I've ever watched in my life. It was yeah. obviously, you know, it's so it was so emotional and so touching, and uh, there wasn't a lot of storytelling, but just 
the fact that they kept it to be a wrestling show um and there was still some stuff in the works there obviously you still had mjf being a piece of crap and (laughs) and you had eddie kingston still you know moving along with his stuff and team taz and all that and all that stuff but um it was such a good yeah like tony khan and the Rhodes family just putting everything together for his family to you know immortalize his, uh, Brody Lee's memory and then also to give the opportunity to the Dark Order um, and all the other members like the chance to shine as yeah. main eventers and they all proved that they could um, yeah they were it was it was so amazing to watch um, our internet darling john silver johnny uh, hungy john silver destroyed me he was he was like, like really really great in the match and and obviously have with heavy hearts um you know he he went out there and wore that the mini Brody league gear and um yeah you could really you could just really see emotions going through um, oh man when everybody after the like the 10 bell sub salute at the beginning was so touching and it's yeah. always such a honorary like um so, sh- sign of respect to do that but then as soon as the first match started and it's like okay you got matt hardy and private party come out cool you got the young bucks come out as soon as dark order came out and you just see cool cabana having to be that first person to like you know to to do it and you can see them all just uh, like holding back as, yeah. as much as they could um, and that was like that was the moment of oh man I, this is going to be a rough <laughs> rough ride but it was so yeah. touching and it was so sweet and all of the all the amazing words that a lot of the other wrestlers said like Moxley's uh, promo uh, that was like he's one of the best talkers and even though I'm sure that wasn't easy for him because he's not you know th- he's not that personal personal or personable of i don't even know if there's a real world uh real word <laughs> um he's not he doesn't he doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve he's not that open you know uh to right talking about his emotions on camera and stuff but like that was such a sweet moment and then even darby um uh darby opening up and and everybody uh giving their little tributes and whatnot it was so good so good but Go watch i it. think like just like yeah, and like every every time, like each member of the Dark Order held up like the the hand, mm-hmm. like it was just like, yeah, it got me. And um, just li- and little and when moments. Eric, when Eric, sh- oh, when oh, Eric showed up, when Eric showed up, oh, I was screaming. I was I, um, screaming. I was just like, oh my god, they did yeah. it. Yeah, that was so so nice of them. To when do that. I, I I marked out like like crazy, and then like at the end of the match when he held up his his like little cue card with the message like i oh, i cried <laughs> like oh, I, yeah. I really really cried like it was uh such an emotional experience um i think like just as a fan like watching that that moment it was it was just so crazy to um yeah to feel it like just yeah. really really feel it but so uh what we figured we'd do for this episode is um we didn't want to just i didn't want to just do a dream match this is my pick uh this is my week to pick a dream match and i didn't want to just do whatever random one that would have happened i wanted to do one that um i was genuinely really looking forward to and it's sad that it didn't get to happen um we're 
about 10 minutes into this episode of the podcast. But if you like what we do here every week, we uh, book dream match. We challenge each other to book dream matches of wrestlers that um, either will never get to wrestle each other uh, or could wrestle each other, but maybe the match will never happen. Crossovers between AEW and WWE legends coming back or putting current stars back in past wrestling feuds. Um, and this week, uh, I decided that we will do uh, the feud that was probably going to happen. We don't know for sure, but it would have been incredible if it did. It is Brody Lee versus Hangman Adam Page. Um, oh, yeah. Before, just before we get deep Ooh. into it, if you like what we do here, please follow, subscribe to the podcast, uh, and check us out wherever um, you get your podcast from, and check it out on YouTube uh, as well. So, yeah. so You can see all of our uh, amazing effects, our practical <laughs> Zoom effects, uh, <laughs> including my my backgrounds that I can now do because my uh, my roommate painted a wonderful blue wall in our apartment for uh, self-tape purposes. But I need to get now it. I can actually use uh, use it as a green screen. I need, uh, we I also, need to get something like that. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we also wear fun T-shirts. Um, I think mostly me because I, I just like own too many wrestling t-shirts. And today uh, I have my Okada Rainmaker oh, nice. shirt on, courtesy of my buddy Brayden. That's um, cute. Yeah. And Did you order the the uh, Brody tribute shirt? Yeah, we're putting it, uh, like my buddy Brayden and I are doing a, a big old pro wrestling tease order at some point oh. in time here. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of nice designs. Um, the specific Brody Lee tribute shirt is like, and there's like a lot of print going on. Um, I don't know how much I'll like wear it, uh, like regularly, but like, yeah. it'll be nice to have. And, and also all the proceeds to that shirt go to the, go to his family, which I was, right. I was like, of course, everybody's going to order that shirt. Why wouldn't anybody want to help out that way? But so yeah. let's get into it. Brody Lee versus Hangman on a page. And the reason for oh. this, the reason for this one is because it was kind of what everybody was speculating. Um, you know, if you at all watch BTE, which if you don't, and we tell you every time we talk about AEW, <laughs> you need to watch BTE because it's the best ever. Um, and that's where, like, honestly, like, I f fell uh, in love with Brody Lee because he was just so damn funny. And he, and, 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 there that's where i think like uh i saw a lot of people posting over this past week about uh you know uh, his career through the years and a lot that was a regular occurrence was working with younger guys mm -hmm. um to highlight them and you know uh, working with bray wyatt and the wyatt family um working with eric rowan um and then uh, i know back in early days in um oh gosh there he worked with cesaro he worked with uh uh he worked with a lot of guys um and uh but working with the dark order you know on bt it wasn't just that brody then brought them all up but on bt he put them all over so much uh yeah and, and i know that it definitely means a lot to all of them because they've all posted very nice messages basically being thankful for helping them shine uh, and like propelling their careers into 
the limelight. But like on BTE, there was slowly becoming this thing of them. Well, since the, since Brody got there, they've been trying to recruit Adam Page, and there, there's right. this, there's this moment early early on when Brody Lee came to AEW. That him and it's a really quick segment of them being backstage is Brody and Hangman, and Hangman says, "Hey, so I I went to your website, and and I I signed up, but I didn't hear anything." And Brody's like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he's like, "Yeah, I didn't I I didn't hear anything, so I don't know, but I I, I guess I guess it just wasn't meant to be." And Brody Lee starts getting so mad, and then he finds John Silver and Alex Reynolds and Uno. And that's where the paper throwing starts becoming a thing, um, throwing papers in people's faces. And like that was the initial thing of like Hangman joining the Dark Order. And then it's been teased throughout the years or through, not the years, throughout the months. Um, it feels like years. I mean, it feels like years. Time, time is an absolute construct that we. <laughs> So, 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 Zoom cut out there for a hot second, and and it it stretched your voice out, and it went. Time is a construct. <laughs> it was the perfect timing. Uh, we are keeping that uh, yeah. in, the, in the episode. But so, but so, yeah. It, so it was just the whole thing of that hangman is join, gonna join Dark Order in the past couple of months, um, or past couple of weeks. It was even more apparent of like. Uh, they set up Cowboy Day um, for for Hangman, and then they right. sit, then they wrote a Christmas Carol for Hangman on the Christmas episode. Um, and on know, on Dynamite and and stuff, they've been teaming together. Like yeah. Reynolds and and Silver have been teaming with Hangman, and and it's kind of yeah, I suppose to sort of uh, lead to something new post Omega Hangman. They have inserted him into the Stark Order. Uh, storyline and yeah i guess we could carry forward from there i mean we we're gonna well because assume yeah that it that brody gets to carry the story forward yeah so what ended up um happening was you know in real life he brody lee lost the tnt title to Mm -hmm. cody in the dog collar Mm -hmm. match and after that apparently he was supposed to and this this comes from um uh, Tony Schiavone's podcast, um, "What Happened When," uh, which is a very interesting podcast, by the way. It's him and someone I forget who the other host is. It's them weekly watching every episode of WCW <laughs> and then talking about it. And so That's they're insane. like, they're just they're just going through every single episode of WCW and talking about that episode and the matches and what happened when. Um, but so on the la- latest episode, Tony Schiavone kind of talked about what was happening, and uh, turns out that Brody was supposed to come back like maybe like three weeks after. Mm. But then in that time, found out that he was very sick, um, and why he hasn't been around, why he wasn't around, you know. Right. Um, uh, but the whole speculation was that, you know, what is it? Brody's main thing always was that he was the big monster heel and he was he I mean only ever he only ever lost twice in AEW. Right. He lost, he lost to John Moxley 
in their title match, and he lost mm-hmm. to Cody to uh, for Cody to regain the TNT title. He was black the, hair, Cody. Yeah, which was <laughs> fun. I don't know if he was supposed. To, he was the idea was he's going to come back as like a, a heel, maybe I don't know. It was weird, but um, the whole idea was that he was that that Brody is the guy who like you build up as the big bad, and then at the final chance, the good guy beats. He's the final boss. And so the theory was that that was what was going to happen to to uh, to Hangman was that Hangman might join Brody would come back. They would feud and then build it up so that Hangman would look super strong. He'd get over this hump of kind of this depressed, depressed run that he is going on and he would be at the pinnacle of like. Maybe then the next step would be going against Kenny for the yeah. for the AEW championship. So that's kind of where it ended up. Like people sort of speculated and theorized, but that was sort of the what everybody assumed the plan was going to be. So then I guess the whole thing would be, you know, he loses the championship. What then? How then would he, what would his return have been like? Okay, so because we have Hangman hmm. kind of teaming with Reynolds and and Silver, he's in there. Uh, you know, on BTE, they're starting to get more friendly, and I guess then it's like, okay, does does Brody show up and immediately turn on Hangman, or no. does no, it no, no. does it per- so. does it permeate and he brings him in and then turns on him? I, I think the, what we should do would be he comes back and he's like, <laughs> he's he's very impressed that Silver and Reynolds have managed to coerce Hangman into at least hanging out with the Dark Order. So from there, I think uh, in the same way that Brody kind of like trotted Cole Cabana around like mm-hmm. when in that initial Dark Order courting process I think that would probably happen uh, on a few episodes of Dynamite in a row where after Brody returns he would like try hanging out with Silver and Reynolds and be like, ringside and watch them like you know absolutely murder like SCU or something like yeah. that and they would they would tag team together I'd imagine. Yes. Like Brody and Hangman, they'd tag yeah. team together. And then, uh, and like Brody would like make it look, make, try to be like, try to, like the same thing that he did with Colt, where he's like, no, you get the pin. And, and it makes, yeah. And it, like, yeah, the whole run with Colt was, it was so funny because it was sort of like, no, Colt, don't, you're, they're a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, but it was, but there was the thing of like, Colt Cabana even said, like, I haven't lost since I've been with Dark Order, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I th- That's really funny that, like, if you... Yeah, I think it's... You You, you try them out and you... You say, like, okay, you have all of the members of the Dark Order to medal and, like, make sure that he wins as well. Yeah. And, like, and Hangman, of course, would slowly regain his confidence that he's lost being a, a incredibly a violent, alcoholic, and depressed sad boy over the weeks. Millennial cowboy. 
millennial <laughs> cowboy. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you have a moment possibly I mean, as... bas- basically it would be on TV on Dynamite. They'd just be having matches and yeah. they'd be winning. Um, on BTE, it pro- I don't even... It's hard. You, I don't think anyone could dream book BTE. I, I don't know just, if we could even try to do that. Like, but, but I imagine script. it would just be more and more like Hangman getting in the good graces and sort of still being on the edge. I don't think Hangman would ever 100% commit. Maybe at like the very last second and that's where the turn happens, but I think he would just be very reluctant the entire time. But yeah. it's like, it's kind of just like, like I, I feel like this is not the right choice, but like all good stuff is happening. So yeah, exactly. I think I think I think Adam would ha- he would he would like feel as if things are turning around now that he's a part of the Dark Order. And yeah, in the same way that Cole was like, I haven't lost yet. Like maybe this is the right move. So. I think well now we have to set up a loss, right? We have to set up Yeah. Um But I mean like the different matches, I mean it's it's a cool thing. Like you can book pretty much like any good match where I think Silver and Reynolds and Page is such a good trio because mm-hmm. like um you're just wanting like uh Reynolds and Silver are both really, really great performers and they're both really good at like um, like Reynolds is really good about, about being in there and getting the one who's like getting the crap kicked out of him and then going for the hot tag and you're mm-hmm. just sitting there and you're like I want Hangman to get the hot tag I want him to get in there and go crazy um, and so it's that trio is really really good and who knows maybe I mean there's been tease about that in AEW they're going to bring in trios titles and so maybe that could have been yeah, a, a, a run has of like, been speculated of how, of like Hangman, Silver and Reynolds like going for the trios titles if those were ever to come about. Mm. Um, but then you could even have combinations of like Hangman with Stu and Uno. You could have Hangman with Five and Ten. You could have uh, Hangman yeah. and Brody team together. So there's a lot of chances for just. Everybody. I think they. Yeah, I think um, Brody, Brody and Hangman uh, will set their sights on the tag team titles because, like, I think that would be smart Ooh. to and have them go against like, the Bucks. Yes, but also, like, as they you know ascend to like uh, to become the number one contenders, they'll they'll meet a bunch of other teams like you know FTR and stuff like that. Private party. Um, private party and the acclaimed uh there is definitely a moment there where um can i can i just say <laughs> max caster can i just say it was very probably, it was yeah. very cathartic watching as soon as they as soon as the acclaimed came out last night on the tribute show i just went please everyone kick no. the shit out of them <laughs> yeah please kill him i didn't i didn't want any it was like what bullshit are they gonna be like oh i'm gonna battle rap some some shit about dissing on brody and i was so happy that was immediately yeah just double bionic elbows them and fucking scu comes out 
And I was like, thank God. <laughs> I, yeah. I was absolutely dreading it. Like, yeah. I think I'm starting to come around on them. Obviously, I I'm was not. incredibly annoyed the first time they, they debuted. Um, I think, I think, th I think they have potential to like, you Let's know, see. generate really awful heel heat when, yeah. uh, when more people are allowed because like the freestyles are, oh, oh, they just, they just make me want to scream. Yeah. And I and I'm sure, I'm sure in, in our fantasy world, in our fantasy booking, that Max Casper would rap about um hangman uh not being a loser and needing the dark order to win and um they probably make some like broke back mountain joke and everybody would boo them because why yeah. would you fucking do that? But you know. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, hang, hang, man, you found yourself in a sitch, but you just a dark order, baby, bitch. <laughs> it's like, it's like some kind of they'd awful. They say they say uh, something about about uh, uh, silver being the meat man, and that plays into it, and and Johnny Hungy, yeah. but you know, say some. They'd probably yeah. then try to say some shitty about. Reynolds, <laughs> and then they get the hey, cop kicked out of them. Yeah, Hangman's a sad cowboy, just keeps drinking, walks in the ring, and just keeps stinking. Oh, Max Caster! Whoa. Jesus! All right. Um, but yeah, I think I think going on a run of just like all these matches, building up his confidence, and then he really thinks so, but then like. You could have either moment like promo moments in on Dynamite or mostly in BTE where it's like people being like, "Hangman, are you sure? Like, are you really sh like, you know, like just kind of um, trying to convince him otherwise?" And he's like, "No, I'm I'm not officially in." Like that was a, that was a big thing last night was like Colt, like. Um, if you watch back, and they kind of mentioned this, like Colt Cabana has never officially done like the the Dark the Order hand, hand thing. Yeah, the claw. And, and last night he did it. Like he real, did the claw. He he, yeah. he did it like emotionally official. Like I'm sure it's like an emotional thing and a mm -hmm. tribute. But like mm -hmm. that's a big character thing. And you notice that Hangman did not do it at all. Even like the Bucks and even like a bunch of other people like did it as like you know tribute, but like Hangman did not do it at all last night, and so like that could be a thing of like he's you know he's not official, he hasn't officially joined and and all that stuff. And I think after every uh, subsequent win, you see the different members of the Dark Order being like, "Are you gonna do it?" Like you see like you know Silver's. And Reynolds, Silver and Reynolds are probably uh, kind of flanking Hangman on each side, and they like put it up, and then they like kind of look like, yeah, like Hangman's like, you can do it, and Hangman is just, yeah, I think he'll he would he would tease it like a couple times, um, um, and so then that that leads to like them really trusting him, and then yeah, I think, I think I think them having those tag team matches like leading all the way up to it, um. And then Brody comes back. Would Brody then feud with someone else? Would he? Could he come in and feud with like Darby? Mm. 
That's a good question. You get, or is it, so, or is it that he comes in and well, I guess this is like one of my first questions was like, does he come in and feud with Hangman right away? But we said no. We'd like them to tag. We'd like them to kind of team up a little bit. But would yeah. Brody come in with the with the intention of like, no, we're gonna be a team. Like, good on you guys for getting him. We're gonna be a team. Uh, or would he come in and be like, let them sort of keep like milking him? That sounds mm. gross. Uh, <laughs> enticing him and and while going off on his own thing, and then that leads to him then turning on Paige. Or is it just strictly the tag team thing and then... Well, I think if he comes back, he would have to, I think, try to get one more, like a, a, a rubber match or whatever against Cody for the, for the title. Like, theoretically, let's say that Cody has the title still and he hasn't dropped it to Darby. Um. Well, does that make sense, or do you, or should no, we? No, I I really I really like I I think it would. I mean, they could easily feud just because they they want to they they want to settle the score there. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I think sure. that would just be fine in itself. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be for the title. No. So. Okay. So yeah, I think he would try to terrorize Cody. Um as he comes back but re- but like once he notices that hangman is close to joining he kind of shifts his focus from terrorizing the nightmare family to uh trying to get the official um hangman admission into the dark order or uh, he could even def- then have hangman face cody if they yeah Hangman and Cody have never had a match in AEW. This is something... Are you sure? I'm pretty dang sure. Let's go to the computers, fellas. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Let's go to the... Let's go do some... Let's do the research. Uh, You'll you'll hear the the furious clacking of our keyboards. Uh, I mean, no, like... Uh, I'm sure they probably had matches as we try to find it. You you sort of roboted out there for a second, but I think you're good now. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure that they. I mean, they definitely had feuds in Japan, but in AEW, they have never faced off against each other. So that would be pretty cool. Is like. Brody sets up Hangman to go against Cody. Yeah. Then maybe he fails. Yeah. And then Brody beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think maybe. So I think yeah, that, that's a that's a great idea. Is like so we were talking about them uh, eventually, like eventually challenging maybe for the tag title. But what if they actually fail? to become the number one contenders for the tag title. And then Brody's like, okay, well maybe, maybe us teaming together is not right, but I can use you to exact revenge on Cody. So we can come back to that, right? Because yeah. if he comes back and he's trying to terrorize Cody, but then notices like, oh, Hangman and, and Misha team together, and then he can join the Dark Order. And then they team, but then they fail to get to that apex uh, of being the number one contender and challenging. And then he's like, okay, fine. But I'll use Adam 
to now terrorize Cody again because I haven't forgotten about that dog collar match and him winning the title. Mm-hmm. So then, yes, uh, he gets Tony Khan to book Cody versus Hangman. Um, and then, yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, uh, Hangman loses because when you face Cody and you're a heel, you will always lose. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you're Mr. Brody Lee, of course. Um, yeah. So, yeah, because like Cody always fucking wins. Like he's, I mean, I love him. Great. I love, I, I love Cody Rose. I love the, I love the American Nightmare. He's, but he's, sometimes he's gonna be, he's gonna be the biggest heel when he, whenever he decides when he to turns. turn, whenever he turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but I mean, he's the biggest draw. He's the, he's the most loved by fans. So it only makes yeah. sense. But he's white meat, baby face type energy and yeah so i think i think like yeah he cody obviously beats hangman in in this scenario and and uh and brody lee would go in and i think he would i think it would definitely be close though yeah 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 it wouldn't be a squash it It would definitely be close i think the buckshot lariat gets like uh dodged uh and cody jumps up hits a disaster kick onto uh hangman and he's dazed and then crossroads one, two, three. Yeah. That's probably the finishing spot. Yeah. And then you see Brody Lee slide to the ring. Everybody, all the Dark Order, like, comes out from the back, and they're standing kind of in that line, the classic Dark Order line. And, you know, Brody Lee picks up Hangman. And you're like, okay, well, you know, that's what you would do to one of your loyal disciples. You would bring it back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's picks like, oh, yeah, you're, it's okay. You're picking one of your disciples. It's okay. Hangman's sorry. And then just, yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. Wham. <laughs> yeah. And then he just spins around. <laughs> Bap. Uh, and then, and, and even yeah. the Dark Order is all shocked. They're just yeah. like, they're, they can't believe it. And then this is kind of the where it's like, no, he is the big bad. Like, yeah. like everybody's starting to, everybody's starting to like really be get like are in love with the dark order. Mm-hmm. So, but and this and I is think... where he becomes the big bad and he forces his guys to take on, take out hangman. Um, even though they might not want to, because they're like, no, but we've been friends for the past couple months, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, Uno is like yelling at like Silver and Reynolds to like attack, and yeah. he's like, "Go, go!" Like you have to, you like support Mister Brody Lee. You have to beat him. You have to beat Hangman up, and and they're just like, oh, no. and, but then eventually they are, uh, you know, coerced and they. And they then sub- I think they submit. Yeah, and then I think this leads to a sort of climb the tower storyline of he goes against. Uh, uh, he goes against five. He goes against ten. Mm. He goes against mm. uh, Reynolds, Silver. He goes against Uno. He goes against Stu. All leading up to final boss. Final boss. Yeah, it's a it's a classic trope of wrestling booking that we've used many times already. <laughs> but it makes I mean, sense it, here. It does. It does really make sense here. Yeah, when it's a group like that, it's like that's what you got to do. Is is yeah. It just will slowly propel Hangman into like everybody getting behind him, everyone wanting him to win. Yeah. And hopefully up to that main event status of eventually. I think it's also like a, yeah. Yeah. And it's also like a redemption arc, I think, as well, because in the time that it took 
hangman to sort of um get comfortable with the dark order he's been wrestling against all these people who are once his friends once his allies and he's basically i mean like when you ally with the dark order you're essentially casting your friends aside and and joining this cult right so like um he has to slowly earn their trust back as he's beating all of these members of the dark order mm-hmm. you probably see a match where it's like um, we probably have some sort of early three-man action where it was Hangman, Reynolds, and Silver versus SCU. Um, but then Hangman teamed with SCU to face uh, Reynolds, Silver, uh, 5 and 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like they they crushed them, obviously. And, and then Hangman is like, oh, okay, like – you guys, SCU, you like me again, right? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, winning, winning back everybody's trust, essentially. Yes. And maybe, yeah. like, maybe, maybe it's like the Bucks are like unsure. Cody is more forgiving. Yeah. Um, but it's leading to, yeah, it's it's all just leading towards the final final boss battle. Which I yeah. then think, like, you got to sack the odds against Hangman. And, and and it's, you know, it's it's essentially sort of copying, like, uh, you know, Cody versus Brody. But, I mean, it's, it's a very classic wrestling trope. Um, it's what a, you know, a big man's job is. Like, mm. classic big men are there to win, win, win. And then lose at the last moment to put over the the baby face. Yeah, and, and I th- and I think in this like tour of redemption and tearing through the dark order, <clears throat> um, Hangman is working towards challenging Kenny. Right, so I think you get uh, a match on Dynamite that's like a very important match in terms of the rankings of where it would uh, leave Hangman uh, in terms of like the people he has to get through to get to Kenny. So I think he like has to face somebody like Lance Archer or like somebody from team Taz, like maybe Brian cage. Um, Cause like they would be kind of um, on the outskirts yeah. of challenging Kenny. Right. So you would have him against one of those guys and that's when Luke Harper. Oh my God. All the characters are mixed together. <laughs> then that's when Mr. Brody Lee would would interfere with the Dark Order, um, because after all the shenanigans, like it's like, oh, like where has Mr. Brody Lee been? I think he would have to cost Hangman this big match that would help propel him to uh, number one contendership. Essentially, oh, yeah. um, so he comes in. Yeah, I think yeah, major shenanigans. I think. You know, it's it's a thing of like um, you definitely have to stack the odds against Hangman, and so the mm-hmm. way that they did that with Cody was they had the dog collar match. Yeah, and the 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 only thing that pops into my mind that would be like Brody versus Hangman, and make it just devastating, but make. Hangman have to fight back and have to really like push himself is like either a strap match or a Texas bull rope match. Well, fits I mean, into one of these. One of these wrestlers like a, is a cowboy. Yeah, that's so. the thing. Fits into the cowboy <laughs> thing, and it's like 
a Texas bull rope match. I mean, the last time that we saw one of those was Eddie Guerrero versus uh, JBL, and that was a bloodbath. <laughs> that was a well, bloodbath. But let's do it, right? I mean, like, both are we... essentially the same. It's that it's sort of sort of the same as the dog collar match. I mean, it's it's you're tied together. But instead of the dog collar match where you're tied together at the neck, it, this one is you're tied together by the arm. Yeah, like, it's like a, it's, a wrist either, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. You either have the leather strap, you know, strap match, or you have in the Texas bull rope matches, it's a rope, and then in the middle of it is a cowbell. And like that was famously like used. Uh, yeah, that's why JBL used it against Eddie Guerrero. Um, and it was just a brutal match. And it's like, it, it makes sense. You could have, um, like Brody come out and like order like Uno to give him the rope and he just starts choking out hangman and, and starts just destroying him and tries to like hog tie him even like, yeah. Even before the match starts. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So the members of the dark order, have... well, like, like, uh, like Brody interrupts hangman's match. And then they're just beating the crap out of him, and that's where he brings out the rope to, like... Yeah, yeah, I like that. I because, like that. Because with the dog collar match, the whole thing was, like, in trying to instill fear. And it's like... Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that whole thing was, like, was calling was calling Cody a bitch. And so then mm-hmm. he's saying, like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you my bitch by putting you in a dog collar and blah, blah, blah. But this one is, like... It can just be like, um, well, he's trying to like, he's trying to tame this this horse, this this wild horse, right? He's 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 trying to. I was thinking, I was yeah. thinking that Brody would be like, "You want to do real cowboy shit?" Oh, I mean that works too. But and, the metaphor is he's he's trying to tame this stallion, of course, uh, and he. That's why he brings up the rope because it's like this horse has just ran too far away from. Um, the, the ranch, the Dark Order ranch. Um, so it, could, it could be like, yeah, it could be like you think. It could even be like you think that you're a, you think that you're a wild stallion, but I'm gonna <laughs> tie you up and prove to everyone. I don't know that you're just a, you're just a, a, a pig or something. I don't know some sort <laughs> of metaphor. A, you're just a pig. Well, like hog tie him up or like tie him up. Or, yeah, 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 something like that. But. But, yeah, I mean, so I, think I think that just you're right. It gives, it gives it the then gravitas of, you know, how does Hangman overcome a this giant man who never loses, mm-hmm. plus the you know ability to not be disqualified in a horrific gimmick match of you know. Uh, being tied together, using the rope on someone, using the the bell on someone, um, you know, it's like you're fighting a bear with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's truly. not just that you're fighting a bear; it has a weapon as well. Now, too, so it's just, that's why like the dog collar match was so successful, and why like this mm. type of match would be as well because it's, you know, the 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 cards are stacked against him how does he overcome it and i mean right. it would just be a brutal goddamn match yes <laughs> but then like and hangman's not the type for promos like hangman never really ever cuts promos ever but brody's promo before it i could just imagine it would be like just 
cutting him down and just bringing all those things of like turning on your friends uh you know just being a drunk cowboy um not ever making it not ever gonna make it into this business yeah and i think um, he he definitely would mention like every thing that they've poured into hangman right it's like oh yeah it's like we've given we've given you everything you could have had it all but you just couldn't cut it mm. you are always gonna be a second rate cowboy <laughs> you're, yeah you're, it's like well you're just you're you're gonna be a second rate uh you're never gonna be a main eventer yeah. Since, since your first match in this company, you've been a loser. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he lost to Jericho and he lost the, he didn't get the AEW title. And exactly. And everybody, everybody was like, oh, uh, Hangman, he's going to be our number one guy. And it's like, and since that day, he's kind of just been nothing against him. They're building a great story with Hangman to yeah, eventually. Yeah. But he when he wins, it will be crazy, oh, yeah. which is what we're kind of setting up in a way here. <clears throat> um, For sure. But it's like, yeah, I think he I think um, Mr. Brody is like, I I hate to admit that I'm wrong, but I thought I saw something in you, but you're just a loser mm-hmm. and you always will be a loser. And I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to take you to the back and they're never going to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you into glue. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to join Hunter Horse Helmsley. (laughs) Did you know that that Hangman had a horse and it was named Hunter Horse Helmsley? I I, I think I've heard this before. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you should. Yeah. He he just like really cuts him down. We're going to turn you into glue. I love that. We're going to turn you into glue. Send you out um, to pasture and <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the matches, the match would be so crazy. Like, just thinking back with the dog collar match, like it was so hard hitting. Um, just like the way that the weapon was manipulated. And, I can imagine a moment oh. of like Hangman going for the buckshot lariat, and then just Brody just pulling the rope, and him just like trying to do a flip and then just being pulled onto into the mat and like yeah uh, yeah just it, it'd be very classic wrestling because um hangman's style is very uh it's very well grounded he does a few dives here and there but he's very well grounded in in his style um and brody was just the biggest hard-hitting dude but he was agile at the same time yeah, he's fast. Uh, he's he's really fast for being a giant dude. Like yeah. just like the shoulder tackles and yeah. Um, and that was cool about watching yeah. last night in the tribute show. Watching Lance Archer, um, not only him come out dressed as Luke Harper or as OG Brody Lee back in the day. Yes, but then yes. like doing a lot of the same. Like obviously Lance Archer has his move set, but it's very mm-hmm. much similar to. Brody Lee because it's you know dangerous big man who can move yeah. um, you know doing old school on the bouncing on the ropes doing some dives mm-hmm. doing some uh, doing all these moves and and so I think yeah it would just be such a brutal match of uh, and I think then the Dark Order would <laughs> the Dark Order 100% would get involved but then that's a great chance for Hangman to fight back and 
and for the friends that Hangman has has made again, you know the the acquaintances and the wrestlers whom he regained trust with to come back and help him. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it's they, there could definitely be a spot there, especially if like say like Stu and Uno are feuding with someone. Um, it it's just a, it's a very typical thing for um for the good guy to have to overcome so much and no one comes out to help them like no one came out to help cody because it's the thing of like no he has to either prove himself or lose trying um but maybe it'd be a really emotional thing of like the bucks come out and help yeah hangman and that's sort we of can like, we can do anything here. We are not bound by no, yeah. rules or anything like that, but or like, by but having previous them, booking. Yeah, having them come in and just help fight off like Stu yeah. and Uno or Five and Ten. They wouldn't get. And, yeah, they wouldn't be in the ring. They would just be, you know, making sure that nobody can uh, do anything yeah. like, too drastic to alter the results of the and, match. And just so that then it's kind of the thing of like. You know what? After everything that you've done, we finally forgive you. We accept you, and like that's him kind of being back into the coming back into the elite. Yeah, and faces can have friends. I know. Yeah, faces (laughs) should have friends. Like it makes sense for them to have friends, and we have been um, inundated with the idea. uh, from that previous he, that bookings. heels will heels will come down and help each other anytime, but that yeah. a face will just get be in the middle of the ring and just getting the crap kicked out of them by like four people and no one's gonna come out and help them. <laughs> well, it's like Kevin Owens and um, Roman Reigns yeah. in their in their big old match uh, that was on the last pay per view. It's like, oh, okay, well, uh, Jay Uso is gonna help Roman just win the entire match essentially but like not one person is like hey kevin owens is getting hit with a chair right now i'm gonna come out and maybe help help ko yeah (laughs) maybe i could just come out and stop jay uso from hitting kevin owens with the chair so i think it's it's appropriate especially in this scenario that we've uh, generated that somebody can come down to help Hangman to yeah. make sure that it's a fair fight, and then we we have to get to the end. We have yeah. we who are we going to put over here? I mean, it's going to be Hangman because I think in true Brody Lee fashion, yeah, um, as a man and as a performer and as uh, his character, even like he'll put over anybody. It's about putting. Well, it's about in terms of a the wrestling. Uh, it's putting over the next big thing. It's putting yeah. it's putting over the the person that is going to deservedly take the next step. And so it was like, you know, like he only like I said, he only lost twice in AEW. He lost mm-hmm. to Moxley. I think mm-hmm. that helps cement like Moxley's wins all were about cementing him as like the champion. And also yeah. I think it was this thing of like, you know, only three people have held the AEW championship. Only three people have held the TNT championship. They're not about having hot potato titles. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I mean, you could. I would. I would personally would kind of say that FTR's reign as the tag team titles was really short, too short. Um, but comparative to, obviously compared to the other titles, it felt really short. But right. But like, AEW wants to make sure that champions feel like champions, and so you know you have, um, Jericho, Moxley, now Omega, because they're the stars. Then you yeah. have Cody, Brody, and Darby. And, like, that's the whole point is, like... They all end with why. <laughs> well, no, Brody, no. Brody's I. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they all sound alike. <laughs> but so, but, yeah, it's all about putting over, like, that's his role. And he knows his role. He knows that I'm, like... You look at him and you go, how can anyone beat, how can anyone, like, how can he lose to anyone? And the mm. people that do lose to, that he does lose to is a is purposeful. It's meant to then propel them. And so that's why then it would be Hangman. And that would then hopefully lead Hangman towards eventually feuding with Kenny. Kenny. And who knows if he'd win, who knows if he wouldn't, but it would put him in that main event pitcher it would tie this mm. long drawn out year long story of Kenny and uh Hangman and so and Hangman with the dark order mhm but so and and it it would obviously be a uh, like the finish would obviously it has to be a uh a buckshot lariat um but it would definitely be it would have to be like it looks as though like he's really uh like that that uh Brody's gonna hit him with the discus lariat. Yeah. Um uh Brody would one hundred percent get that. I forget, I don't know what it's called, but it's the it's the swinging slam thing. That's such a good move too. That looks right. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so dangerous. Um, I forget what it's called. But I know but exactly yeah, you, what you would have like I think he would go for the buckshot. Or no, he'd go for the discus. Um, and then I think that then would allow Hangman to then, because he can't go through the ropes because they're tied to each other, he'd have to jump yeah. over the rope, turn around, slingshot himself, flip, boom, into the buckshot, and one, two, three. Everybody loses their mind. Hangman has another um, finisher, right? Uh yeah, I don't really know what it is. I'm gonna find out right now. It because I think it would be effective for him to hit the buckshot, but it's like it's not quite strong enough, you know. And then he would get what is this? The arm trap reverse sto. Oh, the the dead eye. The, it's it's uh according to prowrestlingfandom.com, uh, <laughs> it's the kneeling. Back to belly pile driver. So yeah, he and that would be really impressive. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so he hits him with the buckshot and then he puts him up in the position for the dead eye and goes, Oh yeah, yeah. And I know I I remember what it is. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. yeah. So <clears throat> so that would do it. That'd I think that oh that would re- that would really do it. <laughs> like just being able to knock down this giant with this huge buckshot Larry, but then to hit him with the dead eye, just like, oh. Or imagine if Hangman hits him with the buckshot lariat, 
Brody kicks out. Yeah. What's what's Hangman going to do? And then they go for a little bit more. They get into the corner. It looks like Brody's going to set him up for like an avalanche like uh uh power bomb or something like that. But then mm-hmm. Hangman reverses it and and like gets Brody onto his back, and then he does an avalanche. Avalanche dead eye. Ooh! And it's like there's oh, no, my. there's no way he gets no out. No way. Oh, and then it's also up after that. And then it's also like, yeah, Brody was one of the only people to ever kick out of the buckshot lariat. It makes sense. It's Brody friggin' Lee. Um, yeah. But then, like, no one's gonna kick out of that, so it makes sense. And, and then it Boom. just makes Hangman look super powerful. So. Oh yeah, that's. That's crazy to to like hoist the dude up that size into that position for an avalanche dead eye. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I would I would I'd mark out for that like crazy. I I pop huge. It would just like oh, just the sound that would it would make as the as, as they both hit the ring would yeah. be like. But I th- I think that would be that, and then I think that would propel Hangman towards the main title. Agreed. Pitcher. Agreed. So. Yep. I like that. That was good. That was really Woo-hoo. good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting how like Yeah, it it it's Brody Lee was the character was I think he was just getting started. Yeah. And like and and it's really interesting to hear people talk about how like his his run um in AEW, people that knew him really well saw that he was really happy. I mean, because he took a big chance leaving WWE. Yeah. Um, to f- creatively feel fulfilled um, and, like, knowing that he had more potential than what, a- than what WWE was allowing him. And he proved it. He, he did. He 100% proved it, and I think he was just he getting did. started. It's really sad that uh, we won't get to see him perform anymore. But, mm. you know, I, th- I think that, you know, I think he eventually would have gotten to the world title pitcher. Um, I, I agree, yeah. I, I think, yeah, he they would have kept building him up to be, you know, the the big guy, the the, the monster. And um, in, yeah. in, in, a, in a perfect world... I just imagine uh, Dark Order fulfilling a golden prophecy, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brody yeah, as, of course, of course. I mean, Brody as world champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who would be TNT champion. Maybe it'd be Colt. That could be interesting. Um, or, or it yeah. could have been Evil. It could have been Uno or Grayson, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they would have been tag team champions. John Silver. John Silver would Silver, be the... Yeah. Nope, Silver is... He would be the TNT, TNT champion. TNT and champion. Uno and Grayson would be the tag champs. Yeah. And, and, and Anna I, Jay, the queen, would be the queen, AW Women's champion. Queen Slayer, the great one. That's yes. bro- That was like a really emotional story when I found out about how she got 99. Did you hear about that, that story? Um, it was on not so, exactly. So on AEW's unrestricted podcast, uh, and that's the podcast that's hosted by Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. Um, they talk to wrestlers, and it's a complete like behind the scenes, no kayfabe. Let's talk about like 
how you became a wrestler, your feud so far, like all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, and they had him on, they had Brody Lee on. And what's really sad is like, that was like the last thing that he did before he got sick. Um, right. And they're talking about uh, members of the Dark Order and they talk about Anna Jay. And he says, uh, Anna Jay's number was the only one that I had any like hands in. Um, and I wanted her to be named uh, 99 because that was Wayne Gretzky's number. Yeah. And uh, Brody Lee, John, John Huber was a massive hockey fan. Huge Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, big Leafs guy. Big Leafs guy. Um, lots of lots of Maple Leafs slander last night on the uh, tribute episode with Chris uh, Jericho slandering the oh, Maple well, Leafs. Oh, well, because he's from Winnipeg and you know, all this stuff. But so, <laughs> and his dad played in the NHL. And yeah, played, played for, for the Rangers. Rangers. But so, yeah, he named her in 99 because of Wayne Gretzky and instilling into her to she will be the great one. Um, yeah, which you know she's getting better every single match she performs. She looked yeah. awesome. She looked awesome last night, um, uh, and you could tell it was a really emotional night for her. Which was yeah, it was, her her and Tay are are really good. Tay yeah. J is like it's it's a nice team. Like I think they have like a really cool <clears throat> from what it seems like a, a really cool friendship outside of the ring, and they're they're elevating each other, and everybody in the Dark Order is elevating each other right now. Um, yeah, and especially after this, like it's going to be so hard for AEW to book any heel storylines with the dark. I know that's yeah. It's like, it's going to be impossible to boo them because they're so over now as baby faces. And that's like them as individual members. And because of the episode last night, they put them over huge and um, maybe in the greater uh, sort of picture of the stories that are going on in, uh, the world of AEW, maybe that's not exactly canon, but it showed that like a lot of their members can can carry forward a uh, storyline and are you know main event players. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's well, I it, like just as a little not really side tangent, but as like just talking about this, like even a couple weeks ago. Or was it? It might have been just been last week. Like the the match that um, Hangman Silver and Reynolds had against uh, um, Private Party and Matt Hardy. Like they lost in that match, but like it was also helping to sow the seeds of Matt Hardy and Private Party turning heel. Mm-hmm. And like so, I think that they realized like. Everybody loves these guys. We can't. We and, and like even last night they had uh, TJ go up against Britt Baker and Penelope Ford, who are two established heels. Yeah, um, in the women's division. So it's like, I I think that they realize like no people love these guys, and it's you can't like I think that they're it's just going to be this like fun gray area of like yeah they're a group and they're kind of dastardly, but like everybody loves them. They're so over on the internet i guess like just within the internet wrestling community yeah. there they're so over which is crazy because when aw first started and oh, the dark, dark order, order storyline sucked 
Dark Order was horrible. <laughs> but they had like the the creepers and stuff. Like people were like, "What is this?" Yeah, no, I I felt so bad for Stu and Uno because like like you could tell like there was they were trying to build something there. It just wasn't really working. Um, yeah, and uh, I think as soon as as soon as BTE started, that was really helpful. And as, yeah. then it, the second that Brody Lee joined, it made yeah. everything legit. As they slowly started to add people, it was like it started to make a lot more sense. Like when yeah. they got Silver and Reynolds, it was like, oh, they have like lackeys now, like guys yeah. that like, you know, were we've seen them before, but now they're a part of the Dark Order. Then the, yeah, then when yeah. when the Exalted One was revealed, it was such a big deal. Uh, and I feel I it feel really so. Gave, Gravitas feel, to yeah. the faction. Yeah, and I feel so bad that like he was supposed to debut in his hometown. Yeah, but that was like and, the very beginning of COVID. And I realized yeah. last night I was like, "Holy shit, Brody!" The entire time that Brody Lee and Matt Hardy have been because they debuted, they debuted the same night. Yes, the entire time that they have been, they were on AEW or have been on AEW has been in this empty arena era. That's and crazy. That's, but that's like pretty much the entirety of Dynamite and NAW yeah. um pay-per-view sort of is like there this like first big year of AEW has, has been in the pandemic era yeah. as we know it so far. Um and I'm excited to see when things get back to normal because they will. I believe it. Um when things return to a semblance of normalcy, when we can have, when we can go to wrestling shows again, yeah. when we can go see our favorite performers, you know, do what they love in the ring, and when we can, we can boo them, we can cheer them, we can yeah. chant. That's going to be amazing, and I look forward to that and and seeing all of the talents be able to, to do what they love. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, it's hard to. Sorry, transition <laughs> off of that. But I, I think it's just to say, you know, um, if you're listening right now um, and there's ever been a dream match now, especially that you wish you have seen uh, Brody Lee gotten into, uh, please let us know online yeah. or in the comments. And because uh, those are fun to see who they would have gone against. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy that then here the stories from AEW stars like Lance Archer, like Darby Allen, who all said like he was one of the, he was like the first person on the list. Like I wish I could have gotten to him. So um, there's a lot of potential. There was a lot of potential there. And um, you know, again, just to kind of close out, we don't really have an episode uh, or a question for this episode. Um, and I guess we'll use our match recommendation of the week to sort of, tie this all together is mm. um you know remembering Brody Lee remembering John Huber for the man he was and the entertainer that he was you know I guess then the question and the match recommendation that we can use is what's your favorite uh Brody Lee match or Luke Harper match slash favorite moment and then that we'll use that as our please go watch this because yeah he was a great performer um, um so I guess I'll yeah, so I'll we, go first because we'll use yours yeah. as our recommendation but um mm-hmm. honestly like i don't really have a favorite match of Brody lee but i guess if i were to pick one i would say him versus cody when he beat cody he def- he beat cody's undefeated streak he got the tnt title 
he destroyed Cody. He absolutely crushed him. He, he, it was a squash. It was a squash. Yes. And, and yes. it just went to prove how much of a monster he was, how powerful he was, and like just to cement him into winning a singles title after all the crap that he went through with WWE um, and like showing like he has a future to become something big and he and he was big and this was just like proving like no he's here and to have Cody then like say like no like yeah we're gonna put you over hard I'm gonna be your mm. I'm gonna be the first or you're gonna be the first person that's ever pinned me on a or um this year or whatever or in this title right. run of right, being right. TNT champion like mm-hmm. that is huge but in terms of favorite moment I mean like I said just go watch BT like that one of the be- one of the greatest moments in BT I'll pick out a specific one is when Sue Trent's mom <laughs> was on BT and it was after uh yeah it was after the whole Sue showing up for the first time uh, on Dynamite and everything like that um but it was this whole thing where like uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds like steal Brody Lee's coat. They pretend to be him by Silver putting or, or, or Reynolds putting Silver on his shoulders and them acting like that. Uh, then uh, Brody Lee shows up with Sue. Uh, Sue gives the guys gives the Dark Order members lunch and they're all like, they all turn to like kids who are like, oh thanks Sue, we love you, bye. And then Sue leaves and then Brody grabs Silver's lunch, takes it and throws it on the ground and then and then Sue comes back in and <laughs> Brody's like, he fucking hates your food Sue, he said so himself look what he did to it. <laughs> Sue, he hands Sue a rolled up piece of paper and is like, Sue, you gotta punish him. And then she like goes to throw the papers and then oh, yeah. she accidentally throws them on the floor and you They're see straight to the ground. You see Brody <laughs> break for a quick second where he's like <laughs> he just yeah. he, he just laughs for a quick second. He's like, No, do it again. Do it again, Sue. Throw him at his stupid fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's one of my favorite moments. Just cause it was yeah. just you could just see him having fun with it. And like and yeah, just all those moments of them, um, like just being absolute goofballs together is is so it's so fun. It's so fun. Agreed. Uh, what's yours? In okay, terms of favorite well, match. What people should go watch or your favorite moment of okay. really Luke Harper. Well. Um, my introduction to, uh, Mr. Burley Lee was as his character, Luke Harper, as a part of the Wyatt family. Um, and my favorite match and favorite moments of, uh, Mr. Burley Lee, Luke Harper, uh, were when he was feuding, uh, with Randy Orton and when Bray was feuding with Randy Orton. And for a moment, you thought that, uh, the WWE was really putting in, putting Luke Harper over. So... That match, uh, what, what did we say it was? It was um, Elimination Luke Harper versus, Chamber? Yes, Randy Orton at Elimination Chamber. It was my favorite Luke Harper match. Um, and it just, it was awesome. It showed so much promise. And we really thought for a moment <laughs> that he was going over. Um, 
and man, he was such a dynamic performer. And um, even as the Bludgeon Brothers, when the, when the Bludgeon Brothers debuted, I was like, "This is gonna be awesome." <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely silly. But they, the, you know, they're two big dudes in WWE. What does WWE do? But yeah, make let's give them hammers. <laughs> they just and they're like tag team finisher was like this like sort of uh, like two person razor's edge and it was like yeah yeah it was cool spiked them they spiked people down and and even though his run in the WWE didn't end well let's say it wasn't uh, he didn't have a ceremonious exit from the company I still enjoyed all the moments I. Uh, Got to see him perform uh, in the ring and watching that elimination chamber match with Randy Orton, you really saw something. And I'm so happy that um, he got to go to AEW and, and prove to everybody that he is a, he was a main event player. And um, yeah, if you want to have a good cry, I also suggest watching if you can, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but it's definitely on, actually it might be on YouTube. Um, WWE's uh, formerly known as series um, where they take they talk to wrestlers they did it with uh, they did it with Brody Lee they did it with Ruby Riot they did it with Seth Rollins where it's them talking about their upbringing and when they got into wrestling and it's called formerly known as because it's about like their indie personas and then coming into WWE and and all that and his episode when I first watched it, it was a while ago, but it was so touching because he talks about his family a lot, him kind of coming into the industry. And that was, I think that episode came out around the time where like you thought he was going to get to come back or something. And like he had a match at Worlds Collide against Dijakovic, I think. Um, and he cuts this like really heartfelt promo about like following your dream and, and, and continue to try hard, but, and it was this sort of thing of like, I think he kind of got free reign on it where he's also questioning, like, if I can't do this, should I even be in this industry? And you're like, you're one of the best performers the company has. Why are they doing this to you? But yeah, watching that, him talking about his past, talking about, you know, and getting to see all that old footage of like him as the OG Brody Lee, um, starting to figure out, his his uh method as a wrestler um was really really cool so also mm-hmm. go watch watch that um but yeah i think we're gonna call that as the episode um i guess uh the m- final main thing is a just thank you Brody lee yeah um uh condolences to everyone that knew him as a friend his family um, you know, thank you AEW for seeing his potential, seeing what he could do, giving him the platform, but then more importantly, showing the true heart of the wrestling community by not being heartless in this time and supporting his family, giving them everything that they need and being there for him. Um, and not just shutting them out after he's gone. And the whole tribute show was amazing, but more importantly, like having the class to 
have be a company that has heart. Um, yeah, and cares and to, for and cares for the people that work for them. Yeah, um, it was yeah. It's a beautiful show and uh, a really wonderful way to honor this man's memory and his and his life and everything that he gave to entertain and to this sport, this art form of professional wrestling. Uh, I yeah, I definitely want to say thank you. Mr. Brody Lee, Luke Harper, John Huber. Um, he changed the game, and uh, we're, we're going to miss you as fans, and we... Uh, oh, we'll never forget yeah, you. We'll never forget you. No. Um, but yeah, that does it uh, here for us at Book Events again. If you want to check out anything that we do, um, please just follow us online. You can check us out uh, on our social media at UE underscore films. Uh, you can follow myself personally at Barton underscore minute, and you can follow Anthony Hall at Hall and jokes on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you know, if you have people in your life that you really care about, uh, tell them that you love them. Yeah. Um, cause you never know life's crazy and you never know when someone really important will leave it too quickly. Um, go watch some wrestling take care of each other take care of yourself be safe uh, and we'll see you next time Dark Order forever baby <laughs>